Yeah, it's a moment that's special. It's what happens. Stay down, the game bless you. It's what happens. Don't fold, the game test you. If you pass it, you go and they can't catch you. It's permanent. I bend down, I design. Nipsey, I wanna first thank you for coming today. I do these interviews, which I call self-made. Mm -hmm. I love the title. Because to me, what I'm trying to do personally and in discussions with someone like yourself is reflect on the shit that you went through right. to get where you are. You and your story and where you've come from, you've done it yourself. Right. And I, uh, I cheers to you. Toss up. Easy place to start. You're wearing it, Crenshaw. Yes, sir. What was it like growing up? I lived in three houses growing up. My grandmother's house, my mom's house, and then my grandfather's in between those three houses. And my grandmother lived on Slauson and Fifth Avenue. My grandfather lived on 60th and 10th Avenue, which is in the Crenshaw District. And my mom stayed on 60th and Rampaw, which is in the Crenshaw District. You could ride your bike. So it was, it, was a, it was a dope place to grow up. It was like a really lit up place. Obviously, what we know about Crenshaw Boulevard in the 90s, it was like a car epicenter. So everybody in LA brought their cars to ride down Crenshaw on the weekend. Really felt like a community, a lot of entrepreneurial outside hustling going on, whether it's the dude selling incense on the corner or Final Call, Nation of Islam, people standing on the corner selling bean pies. Did you pick up on that entrepreneur atmosphere? Yeah, later on, when I like traveled outside of my area and I saw that that was unique to, to where we grew up, just people going outside setting up shop. Um, so, Doing what they have to do. Yeah, 100%, you know what I mean? So I used to try to go get a job early when I, when I first came into like being a teenager. And when I start getting doors closed on me, I just was like, well, I'm gonna do like everybody else and I'm gonna pop my trunk. I saw examples of it in different categories and felt automatically when I got to the age of wanting to become self-made or support my own sure. ambitions, you know that that's the step. What jobs did you have? Bro, the first job I had, I shined shoes. <laughs> I think I was 11, 12 years old. So there was a spot called Chamber Shoe Shine. And uh, I just went in there, I'm like, look, I wanna work, man. I'm young, you know, I come every day, I, I show up early, I need a job. And dude gave me a shot. And I was making like $90 a day. And I worked six days a week. And I was selling candy at the, at the shoe shine spot also. Go to the 99 cent store, you get like three, four dollar candy bars. You sell them for a dollar, you triple up, whatever you spend. The guys at the shoe shine, they didn't mind it. Nah, they, they, they encouraged it. They, they laughed at me because I was young, but yeah. they was like, dude got a hustler spirit and we yeah. gonna support it. Did anybody tell you to go get a job or you wanted, the, you wanted that? I wanted to buy school clothes. My mom gave me $40 to go school shopping and I, I didn't want to make her feel bad and I knew that's all she had. And so I'm like, this is not gonna really cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? My brother was a little bit older and, um, it was more important for him to get school clothes. Yeah. And so I understood that, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to put no pressure on you and make you feel bad about not being able to look out. The next summer, I'm like, I want to prevent going back to school without what I need. Yeah. When did music kick in for you? Before the 2000s, equipment was really expensive. So um, I could never afford to buy equipment or pay for studio time. So my mom, just knowing I had a passion, she, um, she found this, community center at the Watts Towers and was like, you know, they got, they offer a class once a week. It's like electronic music. I used to catch the bus to the train and go to the Watts Towers on Saturday and just learn. It was like a classical composer. Yeah. He taught us how to use an MPC, which is the beat machine, yeah. a 16 track recorder, 
that was my first exposure to production. Who were you listening to then? Snoop Dogg, um, Tupac. Tupac was like one of my biggest inspirations growing up, me being from LA. Yeah. Biggie, you know, Eminem came in like 99, 98. You remember hearing your first song on the radio? Yep, I do. I do remember that. It was a record called Bullets Ain't Got No Names. I had just got out of jail. I, I, I went through a struggle in a situation where I signed the record deal, and a week later, um, the police was looking for me, and I didn't even get to spend my check. I didn't get to cash my check. I was in jail for like three months fighting the case, and um, I got out. And as soon as I got out, we had a ton of music I had recorded prior. I had a team around me that had a good relationship with Felly Fell at Power 106. And he played Bullets Ain't Got No Names, probably like two weeks after I got out of jail. You sound different on the radio. Yeah. And you know that a million people plus are hearing it. I was just like, man. How old were you then? I think I was 19. Yeah. If you think back, did you have any big break? A group of people that was helping me, management, and they put me on a Tupac album. Mm. Before I had the resume to justify it. You know, and them people was uh, by the name of Big U, Steve Lobel, LT Hutton. They just was like, you know, this young kid, Got a story, he's working, and you know, he's, he's with us. They put me on the album, and I remember buying the, the physical CD, seeing Tupac featuring Nipsey Hussle mm. on the back of it. Mm. That, was, that was huge for me. And then like we was talking about hearing my song on the radio, hearing yeah. it, the first record on Power 106, mm. you know, from Felly Fell at the New At Two, and mm. him putting the horns on it, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then me signing my first record deal. And if, 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 if an up and coming artist says, give me some advice. My advice would be define who you are and what you are and be clear on that, meditate on that, and then live and die by it. You have kids now, but yeah. when you look back on the stuff that you quote unquote shouldn't have done, mm -hmm or the trouble you got into, yeah. would, you, would you have changed that? There's things I would change, and the things I would change is the things that affected other people in a negative way. I don't feel like it's worth it, you know what I mean, mm. to, to hurt people or to like, your actions to, to be so driven by ambition that they rub other people the wrong way. I would change those things. Anything yeah. else, nah, that's the, that's the testimony. That's you. That's what gave me my understanding, was that I can reflect in the moments of being confused. Rick Ross wanted me to ask you a question. Okay. He looks at you and says, you are West Coast. You are the next generation of Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. You're giving back. Mm -hmm. His question is, what's the sense of responsibility to that? Right. You can't break the rules, the fundamental rules. Be, be a man of your word. Do what you say you're gonna do. Respect people the way you would like to be respected. You know, my reach was the people that knew me. Mm -hmm. So when you really think about it, who put me on? And you, and those people. Those people. Yeah. You know, and they spent five dollars with me. My cat, my 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 sales pitch used to be, you know, if it's garbage, throw it out the window, bro. I know your lifestyle. Yeah. Because it's my lifestyle. I'm speaking to your lifestyle. It's very concise what I'm what, what the content of this record is. But if it's garbage, toss it out the window. I just want five dollars. And people supported me when they didn't have a reason to, just based on, you know what, you a young person trying, and I'ma support the ambition. Do you feel, uh, I, I work with my brothers. Right. I work with two of my brothers, and uh, I'm the youngest. Me too. Okay, so maybe you can appreciate the same thing. I feel a sense of responsibility. Right. Meaning, I need this to work for everyone else to benefit. 100%. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I mean, in terms of playing my role, because, you know, the, the overall operation, you know, obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's bigger than music now, yeah. and, and it's, 
all real businesses that yep. have employees and take administration and take everybody being committed, definitely feel responsible. Yeah. Because everybody's committed to my dream. Well, Nipsey, I will tell you this. I think 2005 was your first mixtape. 2007 oh. was my first in the game mixtape, but yeah, 2005 All right, was the so first we'll one. say this is 12 years. Yeah. So let's go for another 12 years. Absolutely. I can't wait to look forward to the next. Yes, and to sir. being self-made, you are the man. Like so cheers. Yes, sir. Cheers.